Welcome to the Nourish Babes podcast. We're your hosts, Bella and Madison, your go-to besties for all things women's wellness. We're here to help you balance your hormones, heal your gut, learn how to eat, exercise, sleep, manage your stress, break free of diet culture, and get confident as fuck about your own health and healing. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome everyone to season six of the Nourish Babes podcast. We're so excited we are back and have so many fun episodes this season for you. So today we're talking about SAD or seasonal affective disorder. So if you're struggling with the winter blues, what if winter was actually time that you look forward to instead of dreaded? So if you find yourself feeling a little bit blah this time of the year, this episode is for you. We're going to explore what is seasonal affective disorder, often commonly known as SAD, some underlying causes, and some of our best tips on how to make winter not only bearable, but maybe something you actually look forward to in years to come. So before we get into it, we always like to do just like a personal update of what's been going on for us since it's been a little while. So Bella, tell us what you've been up to the last couple months. Yeah, so first I just wanted to say is normally Maddie and I get together and like record a bunch of episodes at once, but life has just been very crazy. So this season we're going to be recording over um, the internet. So it's sad that I don't get to spend a whole week with you, but it's just how life goes this time. But it's all going to be good. Uh, another reason we're doing this is because I had to go to Columbia to visit my family. Um, my sister is currently, she was like in between jobs and so she had a week off, which was like the perfect opportunity for me to go there and visit her. If you don't know, my sister, her husband, and my three nephews all live in Columbia, which is South America, Columbia, not like British Columbia or like Washington (laughs) DC, Columbia. Um, and oh my God, it was just so fun. It's so green and like life there is so slow and peaceful. I mean, don't get me wrong. Three kids running around is very wild, but just like overall general life is so fun. So I literally got back like three days ago and I'm slowly getting back into the groove of things. I feel like my life has been a whirlwind for the past year, like planning my wedding and then the wedding and then all the post-wedding things and then holidays and then Columbia. And I'm just ready to like get back to a normal life and normal routine, not all this planning and travel and trips and all that. So yes, very excited for all that. What about you, friend? Yeah, things have been super good. I have, so as you all probably know, I'm from Utah, but um, I moved to Texas to be with my boyfriend Darmesh and we have been spending the winter here so it's very different because I'm used to like really cold Utah winter lots of snow Um, but we are in Austin Texas Texas currently and it's actually been super nice in some ways right I can like actually go outside and walk without having to bundle up so much Mm -hmm. Um, it's been really different so uh, yeah we've been spending a lot of time just uh doing the grind right I've been like working a lot on business stuff and um just like normal daily life stuff the something that I've been loving lately is the food scene in Austin which is so amazing like the restaurants here are incredible there's so many cute coffee shops I want to go to um we've also just been exploring like yeah lots of, of fun restaurants on the weekends which has been really fun and new for me because I'm just used to making all my food at home so we've been going to my favorite place it's called Daidue and it has it's like farm to table they have like hyper locally sourced stuff they have like a divine burger with like beef tallow fries and like sourdough bread and like just all all the good stuff so that's been super fun um and yeah just been kind of I mean winter for me normally is like a slow season but it's been interesting because I feel like I haven't had to slow down as much this season but I still have kind of been like just like in kind of hermit mode, you know, like not socializing a lot and just doing a lot of, you know, work stuff and personal development stuff. So it's been fun. Um, But we are going back to Utah for the summer, which I'm super excited about. 
Mm, I love Utah, and it was so fun when I came and visited. Um, we did go to, like, one... We went to one really cute coffee shop while I was there, and we went to Picnic, which was, like, mm, kind of a farm-to-table place. So that was really fun, too. Um, oh, I just love it. Okay, let's get into this episode now. First, let's just start with the basics. What even is seasonal depression? Which it's normally, I feel like, what people call it, but it's also known as seasonal affective disorder, abbreviated SAD. And basically, if you don't know what it is, it's a type of depression that typically occurs during a particular season. So this is obviously way more common in fall and winter because those are the like sad, depressing months. Um, however, it can absolutely totally occur in the spring and summer. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, but again, it's way less common. So basically, it's a reoccurrent depressive episode that occurs during those specific seasons and then goes away during the others. And the cause is like, quote, not fully understood, but it's most likely related to the changes in light exposure, which can totally disrupt your body's internal clock, also called your circadian rhythm, and that affects your neurotransmitters, particularly serotonin and melatonin. Um, but again, I think it's way more than just light. It's like high stress living, not eat, eating well, and there's just like always so much more than just I'm sad. Um, it also begun, begins usually in young adulthood and occurs way more often in women than men, which I think is very interesting because I feel like women in our society just aren't like supported as well as men are. Mm -hmm. Um, it again also occurs more often in the winter, but there is like winter pattern SAD and then there's also summer pattern SAD. So because of this, uh, seasonal depression is way more common in those people who live super far north where the days are shorter and daylight hours are way less compared to in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I Google searched this about SAD that it begins in young adulthood. And I was like, this is so fascinating because I'll share my story about kind of what I've dealt with in regards to this. And yeah, as a kid, I don't remember feeling this way. Like I love mm -hmm. winter. So I think yes. it's just interesting that it can kind of come about when we maybe this is the time where we enter like the workforce and we like start getting into like nine to fives and yep. like kind of start this like hustle grind and like get into this different type of mode than we were in than we like not not the same as when we were in high school or kids so it's fascinating so let's get into some of the main symptoms uh they're really similar to regular depression right things including feelings of sadness hopelessness and irritability changes in your appetite increased or decreased uh sleep low energy, difficulty concentrating, and a loss of interest in activities that you may have previously enjoyed. So the difference with seasonal depression versus normal depression, right, it's directly related to seasons, not just lifestyle factors, and it often improves during the summer and spring um, when daylight hours become longer. So I know I've even seen just like, there's so many memes online, right? Like the sun mm -hmm. comes out and my depression is cured. It's like, it's, it's yes. very, it's talked about, you know? And I was curious, too, if SAD is actually diagnosed, which it is. So a diagnosis of SAD can usually be confirmed if your depression occurs at this at a similar time each year for at least two consecutive years. Um, and the periods of depression are followed by periods without depression. So again, not like a diagnosis matters. I was just curious because I think mm -hmm. a lot of people, um, you know, just like diagnose themselves or like I have this thing. But a, yeah, it's actually diagnosed in certain people, too. So let's get into kind of our own experiences with this because we both have different experiences. Um, so Bella, why don't you start in telling us about kind of, yeah, your experience with this? Yeah, so I grew up and currently live in great old sunny San Diego. So I don't think, again, this is way more common in more northern climates. 
and we always say it's sunny and 75 all the time, which isn't necessarily true. We have like June gloom and May gray, where I think people can definitely feel this. Um, but I personally have never really struggled with this living in San Diego. Although I do think I struggled sometimes with the like summer depression, like seasonal depression, but I think it was mostly because I think it was more related to my cycle and like being around my period because I would just like want to like I like the new word of like rotting day where you just want a day where you lay in bed and like what? rot all day That's and awesome. so you just kind of like you're on your period and you want it to be cloudy and like cozy and mm-hmm. warm and like have a good excuse to lay in bed all day mm-hmm. but it's like beautiful and sunny out and so you just kind of like feel guilty for like staying in all day but again I don't know if that was necessarily like seasonal depression against the summer or more like related to my cycle mm-hmm Um, so that's usually, I'm usually fine. However, in 2020, I moved to Utah at the very beginning of winter. And I think this winter I never struggled because everything, again, I was like a little kid. It was so exciting. Like I never lived in the snow before. Um, it was just so fun and we went snowboarding a ton. So everything was just fun and exciting. So I never really dealt with it that summer or excuse me, that winter, But the following winter, I remember it was like mid-December and like all of a sudden I became extremely depressed. And I also remember I was in my follicular phase, which is like before ovulation, usually you have a lot of energy and you're happy. And so I was like, okay, this definitely isn't related to my cycle because if I ever have like bouts of sadness or depression, it's usually in my late luteal phase. But I was in my follicular phase, so I knew that it wasn't really related to my cycle. And I just remember feeling like sad for quote, no reason. But looking back, I definitely feel like it was a combination of, it's like so, it was so gray. And I also felt like I had no friends. Um, Maddie was my only friend I made the whole time I lived in Utah. I obviously had my husband, but those were like the only two people I saw and hung out with. I was just kind of feeling uninspired with my career and with life. And because I worked from home, I didn't, and I didn't have many friends. Like the only time I would go outside was to get groceries and maybe like a short walk around my apartment, maybe snowboarding a few times a month. But I just remember being so like sad all of a sudden and just like hysterically crying and I felt like what the heck is wrong with me like why am I feeling like this and I remember talking to my sister and she was like maybe you have seasonal depression for the first time in your life because you're living in Utah um I remember I did eventually travel back to San Diego like during this time because it lasted for about a week and I remember just sitting in the sun and like I'm like, I will never take the sun for granted ever again. Um, And so, yeah, that was probably the only time I struggled with like seasonal depression. It was, I also think, again, like I said, it was like a combination of the gloomy winter weather, um, but also like other lifestyle factors. So when all of those things come together, it can be hard, Um, especially when it doesn't, it's, not snowing. I feel like Mm -hmm. snow is so fun and magical, but it's when it's like dreary and gray and there's no snow and it's just like gray for days and days on end. That's Mm -hmm. when I really struggled. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's my little story. What about you, Miss Utah girl? Yeah. Um, I just want to mention too, with your stuff, I think it's, I mean, that's the whole point of this episode. It's like, this isn't this thing that you just like have to deal with, you know, like, no. You were feeling this way, but then you also kind of explored like what is actually going on, right? It's not just yes. like, okay, it's just like bound to happen because I live in Utah now. And it's like, actually, there were so many other things going on. So, yes. Yeah, I think that's, you know, why we're making this episode. Like, there's so many different things. Like, if you're feeling this way and this is reoccurring, like, there's so much to explore with all of this. So, yeah, for me, I grew up in Utah. So, winters usually last from like November to April, even later. And like I said before, as a kid, I literally don't remember feeling depressed or sad in the winter months. I remember just like being ecstatic to go outside and play. I had all like my winter gear. Like I loved being outside literally year round. Um, And I just remember it just being like cozy, fun, you know, Christmas time. 
So that was like my childhood, you know, never once even thought twice about winter being sad. But I think once I started to have a job, I started to notice some like mood issues coming up in the winter, especially like 2017-ish to like 2020. And I remember these winters were like hard. I remember feeling by February, I was just, I was so annoyed with life. I was so depressed. I was like, I literally can't remember what the sun feels like and what like summer used to be like it almost felt like I hadn't had you know a summer in like a decade you know it felt like so far away um and I don't know if other people feel this way but like February this was in the past a super hard month right it's like after the holidays it's Mm kind of like dead of winter you still have a couple months to go um but there's no sign sign of spring yet so um I can't really remember kind of what shifted my mindset, but come like 2020, I was, I think I was learning more about like cyclical living. I also had quit my nine to five job at that point. Um, I think I started to slow down for the first time in like years, you know, previous to that, I was always doing school. I was always working. I was constantly going, 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 like my days were jam packed full. And I think in 2020, that really started to shift and I remember like the winter of 2021 was dreamy like I was obsessed with it I loved it like I was looking forward to winter I was like this is so great I like can't wait for winter and yeah it was a completely different experience I had no signs of depression or like feeling sad I just I just loved I loved it and I have ever since you know winter the last couple years has been amazing um I also live in a tiny house which is really interesting because it is literally 200 square feet it is tiny and Mm -hmm. you would think I would get like cabin fever you know to the max Mm -hmm. because it is not a big space and I didn't at all you know I was just like cozy in my little house you know I'd get out sometimes to like walk and go to the grocery store but it was just yeah I didn't I didn't feel like cooped up um even in such a small space so of course like I said I'm living in Austin now so the days are like in the 60s which is really nice um for a change but I am noticing like wow I really do miss having Mm -hmm. like like you said kind of wanting to be like bunkered down and be like I can't go anywhere and just be like cozy at home um so yeah I think moving forward like yeah winter is is now something that I actually look forward to which is a huge shift from yeah, my past experience of winter just being like, oh, like dreading winter. So, yeah. I love that. And I love the like connection to the nine to five because that Mm. makes so much sense to me. Like if you live in a place where you only get eight hours of daylight during the winter and you're working during those eight hours like when the heck do you ever see the sun and so it makes sense whereas when you're a kid you know you still get outside for recess and like your school day usually isn't as long so you still get to enjoy some of those sunlight hours so it's interesting to see the connection that it usually happens in young adulthood once we start hunkering down in those damn nine to fives Okay, so if you are someone who feels like you struggle with seasonal depression, we're going to go through a few solutions and ways to help you cope. So the first one is going to be live more cyclically. And we've definitely talked about this with like periods and your menstrual cycle, but this absolutely also relates to the seasons of the year. So I think it's really helpful to lean into those winter things, winter activities, things like reading, crafting, games. I know I love puzzles. I'm such a puzzle girl that puzzles was like the thing I did in the winter when I lived in Utah. And I think Mm -hmm. having those activities like set up also really helped me get out of that like sadness. Like, okay, there's other things to have fun with. Um, Winter sports like skiing. I personally love snowboarding. Even just like sledding and getting outside in any way you can. So fun. Um, More family time. Any kind of like winter things that make you happy, lean into that. Um, Another thing, a way of living cyclically is sleeping more. Me and Maddie talk about how we definitely sleep more in 
the winter compared to the summer. In the summer, I could totally live off seven hours of sleep, but in the winter, I love nine hours of sleep. And it just makes sense. You're not exposed to as much light. So of course, your melatonin's gonna go up quicker in the day and you're likely going to sleep more. That's kind of like our hibernation time. Um, winters used to totally make us like sad and off, especially Maddie. And I think it's because we're trying to like go, go, go during the summer. And then in the winter, you're like not necessarily looking forward to those specific activities. So again, living more cyclically can be way more helpful. I also interesting relate this to Southern California and how I think people here actually struggle with high stress forms a lot. And I think it could really be related to not necessarily having a winter because there's no like downtime. There's no, we're always go, go, go because it's when it rains, we're like, what the heck do we do with our life? Where it's like, mm-hmm. it's okay to chill out for a second. And so sometimes I don't think winter is always necessarily bad. And I think a lot of people here struggle with that high stress living because there's never that period of fall and winter to like, chill, relax, sleep more, and whatnot. Um, I thought this was also interesting that I have a friend who's from Wisconsin and this it's, this winter was her first like full winter in San Diego and she actually like had the opposite feeling of not being as sad in Wisconsin but feeling that like seasonal depression here in San Diego because she was like missing the winter she was she felt like oh my god I need to get outside it's so nice it's so beautiful when in reality I want to like hunker down and enjoy that like peace and quiet of winter but winter doesn't really exist here so I thought that was really interesting Mm -hmm. yeah and I think this is huge like this for me was was the starting piece to me not feeling so depressed in the winter it was just like giving Mm -hmm. me permission to slow down yes like that that like started it all for me which is really cool and for me like winter yeah it's also just a very it's a time of like deep reflection and planning right it's the darker season there's not as much light and I think you can take that literally too or like figuratively too you know you can have a chance to like really reflect on life start thinking about like what projects you want to start or like exciting things to come in the spring and summer um it feels almost like a time to yeah just uh yeah just a time of like deep reflection lots of journaling lots of just like things kind of percolating underneath and that's exactly what nature is doing right like nature isn't stagnant in the winter there's there's stuff like budding underneath the snow um and so i like to think of that you know that same thing can be happening to us too yeah and an interesting side note about that i know we have talked about this before and maybe we should do a whole podcast on like new year's resolutions and not um that yeah new year's resolutions shouldn't start in the dead of winter like that makes no sense seasonally and like from the earth we shouldn't start our new year's resolutions in the spring where like that new energy is coming and it's fresh it doesn't make sense to start this whole new journey when you're like supposed to be reflecting and slowing down and hunkering down why are you gonna want to like start this whole new gym excursion if you've never been to the gym yet at a time where it's like not biologically makes sense so i think that's just really interesting and even now it's starting to get sunnier and warmer here in san diego and i'm feeling like i am ready to organize my house and start deep cleaning some drawers and it just makes way more sense to do that at the right season Mm -hmm. yeah i'm glad you mentioned that and it's also like the past couple season I've definitely felt that you know of just like I'm gonna wait until you know like kind of spring to do stuff um mm-hmm. but it's been interesting too is like I did feel like this renewed sense of um like in the new year like I felt really motivated and it's just like mm-hmm. you can do whatever you want to I think it's just like the whole idea of this is like taking the pressure off it's like if you are yes. feeling super motivated to do like a bunch of new year's things do great do it but also like you don't have to it's like just giving yourself permission to do like what feels really good for you is the whole point of that too and I wonder if that is related to you being in Austin because it's not so Mm. like wintry like 
cold hunker down season whereas in austin it's like oh it's still such a beautiful day like i can keep going yep exactly yeah interesting to think about I also think it's really interesting because a lot of people in kind of the health and wellness world will actually move to warmer climates to quote unquote heal, right? I've had clients do that before. Um, But I think it's like you can heal wherever you live, right? You don't need to move to Hawaii to live or to Florida to live. Like, I mean, yes, do what you want to do. But like there's a really cool like lesson and like living within the seasons is really powerful and I think that helps you become really adaptable as well you know being able to like really slow down in the winter and then like come summer yeah like go crazy you know like you have more light in the day and like do more but I don't think it's necessary to heal you know to like you know live in Costa Rica and like eat fruit all day (laughs) you know you don't have to do that to heal Um, I also think it's interesting to explore, like you were saying, like what other things are contributing to maybe your lower or more depressed mood in the winter, right? Maybe it's related to the holidays because that for a lot of people is a triggering time, right? Like a lot of people will have post-holiday sadness. Um, I know Bella, you said that you had like zero plans after Christmas. Um, and then, which is like, yeah, it's like, like you were talking about before, like your post-wedding blues, right? It's like Mm -hmm. there's, there's nothing going on. And so that can be that can be part of it like not having anything else to look forward to maybe you live in a really cold place where it's like snowy but you actually like genuinely hate the snow um yeah it's like that's just like something to to consider um maybe you feel more lonely and isolated and lazy um and maybe those feelings are just like able to come up during that season because you're not doing as much you know I know for a lot of people like I said, again, the winter season is, like, the season of the holidays, which can bring up, like, family dynamics and relationships, and, like, those are all, like, you know, can be heavy feelings to feel. Um, If anything, like, if you're feeling down in the winter, it just gives you an opportunity to explore, like, what else is going on and get curious about it and, like, you know, make some changes related to, yeah, what's coming up. I love it. So helpful. There's, again, I think, we always want to like just blame the weather or just blame the season which it's totally related and a huge factor i mean there's a whole diagnosis around it Mm -hmm. but again i think there's so many other factors that like contribute to it that it's all it's never just like one thing that's Mm -hmm. causing it um okay let's get into the next solution which is light therapy so if you live in somewhere like alaska that doesn't get much sun in the winter this is definitely more difficult but the key with light therapy is to expose your eyes especially to natural light whenever possible but especially in the morning Um, this really helps you regulate your circadian rhythm and boost your serotonin levels which in turn can help lower your depression Um, if you want a so-called bio hack your way into it you can buy what's called a light box and it's basically this thing that you just like plug into an outlet and it mimics the sun and you just like expose your body and your eyes don't look directly at it but if just having it on and your eyes open can really help um so doing that for like 20 to 30 minutes in the morning can be super helpful but again we don't think that these are totally necessary because even if you live in somewhere like vancouver canada i looked this up this is super far north like a lot of people live there you're still getting seven hours of daylight even on the shortest day of the year and if you live in anchorage alaska which is even farther up north you only are getting five hours of daylight during the shortest day of the year But still, that's still some daylight that you can expose your body to, expose your eyes to, don't wear sunglasses. Um, So just exposing yourself to that light can be so helpful and supportive. Again, I think winter, it's cold, it's dreary. Um, You feel like you don't wanna go outside, but if you're struggling with seasonal depression, it can be so, so helpful and supportive to expose your eyes and body to that sunlight and remember it doesn't necessarily have to be quote sunny in order to receive the benefits like if it's completely dark and cloudy and i'm not dark but if it's totally cloudy and like during daylight hours you are still absolutely receiving 
those benefits from the natural sunlight. Um, just again, making sure that you're exposing your eyes to the light, don't have sunglasses on, and through looking through a window actually doesn't count because it blocks a lot of the like UV light that's coming in that can help you. I'm actually uh, learned this kind of recently that you can have like a quartz window and that mm. like a window made the glasses made of quartz and that beneficial light will come through and I was like maybe one day in my old age I will <laughs> install a quartz window so that I could like be in the cold and still receive that light but again I don't think most of us have a quartz window in our house yeah. um also related to this, if you live in those really extreme north or, or super extreme south uh, climates, really making sure that you're getting enough light during the summer months can also be super helpful to kind of like store that energy and get you through the winter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard that too about like your car windows or like the windows in your house, yes. you know, they block a lot of the, the full spectrum of light. So yeah, yes, open Oh, just open it up a little bit. Yes. Um, okay, so the next one is to get outside as much as you can. So this is also like what has what is what has helped me the last couple of years. Um, is just like finding ways to get outside even when the weather is dreary and cold and icy. So, I mean, a couple of tips because I've lived in Utah, you know, there's like snow and ice on the ground for a huge portion of the winter, just like one thing is invest in some good winter gear right and snow boots it's miserable to go outside if you don't have the right gear you know i mean you know that mm -hmm. with like snowboarding like you have to have the right gear and if you do it makes it so much better um things like cozy hats wool sweaters are helpful and another big thing too is like it is okay to get cold you know we're used to like having our houses at like 72 year round like that that's not normal mm -hmm. like humans are are meant to be adaptable I remember my tiny house I mean it gets like 55 degrees in the winter and I like that that's I'm okay with it you know like my body is used to the cold yeah. in the winter um and it's funny because Dermesh is from Texas and obviously here the winters are so mild mm -hmm. and I think it's interesting in the wellness world people love cold therapy right and I'm like <laughs> I don't I get cold in the winter every winter and I have been since yes. I was a kid because I'll go outside you know like I, I get cold and I go on walks and like I think that um I have never really been interested in cold therapy or like cold plunges because I'm like why am I trying to get cold because I, I get cold you know like five to six months out of the year naturally just by being outside in utah um so i just think it's interesting because there is some benefit to there's benefits of getting cold um mm -hmm. but i think you can get that not by like you know spending a bunch of money on like a cold therapy membership to like some some gym you go to but like just getting more outside when the seasons are different um so yeah that's that's a good one and has been helpful for me even if it is like you said like a couple minutes you know like if it's super um stormy outside just like opening your windows for a couple minutes to get like some light in is helpful just going for a quick you know quick walk around the block can be really helpful yeah we love hating on cold therapy and i think it's just because we've struggled with hormone imbalance and gut issues and like oh, crazy high stress hormones and like dealing doing cold therapy is basically putting you in a more stressed state and that's why you feel so energized and revitalized after because mm -hmm. your adrenaline is just super high and i think one if you're a man and you're really resilient to stress i think cold therapy can be helpful but yeah. again if you're listening you're likely a woman who has struggled with or thyroid function or gut issues or hormone imbalance or high stress hormones and so again i like our version of cold therapy where it's way more gentle and not so like extreme it's like you bundle up and you go outside and like mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be this crazy extreme thing to get the benefits from it yeah, so exactly. i love talking about that uh another helpful tip is really incorpor incorporating more mood supportive foods during the winter time. So things like slow cooked meats, tons of B vitamins, gelatin and minerals. Just think of like 
a cozy warm stew like in the middle of winter that that's like my favorite winter meal even in san diego um just protein rich foods again we always advocate for eating enough protein which can be very difficult but things like meat eggs fish dairy these are filled with amino acids and amino acids are the precursor to neurotransmitters which help involve or helped in regulating our mood so including serotonin and dopamine so in order to make those mood boosting neurotransmitters you need the building blocks the foundations for it and that will always be protein um other foods bone broth again nothing like a cozy warm cup of salty bone broth in the middle of winter and the glycine again is another amino acid in gelatin which is found in bone broth which can be very helpful for your mood uh squashes juices cooked fruits uh i feel like so many people in the nutrition community talk about avoiding carbs and going low carb especially in the winter because again these aren't quote technically available but this really depends on where you live and what you want to do i think like uh, stewed fruits and stewed food um, can be very helpful and supported and even seasonal um, squashes like squashes last for so long that to me it makes more sense to eat more squashes in the winter compared to especially those winter squashes that last a long time um, other foods are foods rich in vitamin c I think it's interesting that citrus is technically a winter fruit, especially in places like California, Texas, and Florida. So if you live in those places, definitely incorporate more vitamin C foods because those also help boost serotonin levels and lower seasonal depression. Um, if you do live in those more northern climates where the citrus foods aren't as readily available um, fermented foods like sauerkraut and kimchi actually have super high levels of vitamin c2 so those to me are like a more realistic option for those who live in more northern climates yeah so i just with the whole like local seasonal eating i think to some extent is really valuable but also like i'm not trying to you know like in Utah in the winter yeah there's like no literally no fruit you know it's like all just either root veggies or squashes um but I've just noticed being here like I still will incorporate some fruit it definitely has changed but I'm doing more like starchy carbs things like potatoes rice bread um but I still enjoy fruit right because I you know, like the, the food Nazis will be like, well, no, you can't eat a banana because a banana is mm-hmm. not locally available to you. And it's just like, I still like, I want carbs, you know, like I feel so much yes. better eating, um, fruit especially. And so, you know, it's just like permission to do what you can, right? Of course, like eating seasonally is, is helpful, but also if you are experiencing a lot of stress, um, Mm-hmm. and gut issues it's like yeah maybe you don't eat seasonally now seasonally now because you you need you need certain really easy to digest carbs in the winter especially and it, carbs are also very um you know they're mood boosting that's why you crave carbs it's because they help with your mood yeah absolutely i remember when i lived in utah it felt kind of weird to eat fruit in the winter mm-hmm. i definitely didn't eat avocados because that just felt really weird and extreme to me but that being said i totally still ate fruit and i think i really increased my orange juice during that time because i don't know it's more shelf stable in in the fridge even and it just felt like okay, I'm from California. I grew up eating citrus my whole life. Like, I think Mm -hmm. it's fine to include some citrus foods even in um, the winter. And also those complex starchy carbs like potatoes and rice, like those are so helpful and supportive when it's like more appropriate during the winter times. Um, These also can be super helpful with seasonal depression simply because they are long chains of sugars that are absorbed much slower so they help prevent a drop in your blood sugar and which we know when you get a quick drop in blood sugar that's when you feel like hangry and not as your mood isn't definitely as good and so helping to prevent that drop in blood sugar can totally help keep your mood more stable Mm 
yeah so the next one kind of goes goes kind of without what i was talking about before but it's just like moving your body right movement and exercise during the winter um it's so important right especially if you live somewhere snowy it can be really challenging to get outside and move but it still is like just one of those foundational things that like literally everyone needs to do on a day-to-day basis so um a couple tips especially if you live in a climate that's more snowy and hard to like just get outside is you can get a gym membership and I remember I was so resistant to this because I was like Mm -hmm. I just want to be outside and like hiking in the mountains um but then I realized like how much better I feel with getting movement in every single day and I was like you know what I'm getting a gym membership I'm going to the gym I'm gonna walk on the treadmill and like stretch for a little bit um and even though this is not my ideal situation like I still know that it's a really big priority to keep my mood really good so getting a gym membership um can be an option or even just like we said before maybe during the winter you have certain like you you splurge on getting like a pass to I don't know Pilates or some kind of dance studio or like something to like just incorporate different types of movement is helpful because you know you can't really be outside gardening or like hiking in a lot of places so changing it up and of course you can always do snow friendly outdoor activities right snowshoeing skiing snowboarding Bella loves to snowboard like that's so fun and I know for in Utah so many people literally are obsessed with the winter and they love it because Mm -hmm. they have something to look forward to and they're also getting in movement so another thing is just like realizing your movement patterns might change um you're probably gonna do less in the winter right it's it's normal to move less in the winter so you don't have to hold yourself up to this like high standard uh that you have in the summer I know in the summer is like I'm getting like 12 plus 12 k plus steps per day because I'm like hiking and outside all the Mm -hmm. time whereas in winter that's really challenging um and I had a client who lived in uh, Michigan where the winters are really harsh and we were talking about movement because she was like I can't really go outside and walk you know it's like the snow is insane and it's freezing cold so we talked about just like different ideas of how to like add in some gentle movement um so we came up with the idea of like having she wanted to do more like little dance parties with her her girls Mm -hmm. they like to dance and so it was just like a simple thing she just was more conscious about adding those in throughout the day and I think a big thing too was just helping her realize like yeah your winter movement is going to look different and that's okay like you don't have to be again back to like this this idea that you have to be doing all these things with your health all the time it's like it's things are going to change it's your health is cyclical um so just finding other fun ways to move can be really helpful yeah I think it's interesting because I think people can go on either like extreme spectrum of like I need to get my 10,000 steps even in the winter and work out super hard and all these things where it's totally valid to move less in the winter. However, on the other spectrum, like if you're feeling that seasonal depression and you're just staying inside all day and not moving your body, like there needs to be a balance. Like, of course, you're not going to move as much as you do maybe in the summer, um, but just to get outside and move your body and go on a walk, even if it's in the gym or on a treadmill, that can be so helpful and supportive to getting you out of that seasonal depression funk. Okay, and our second to last tip is some supplement supports. I know people love supplements and love talking about them, and we think they're helpful, but again, I think all those foundations we talked about are priority, and these are just like extra supplemental supplements. Mm -hmm. So the first one is magnesium, and most people, we've talked about magnesium plenty times here, but most people are magnesium deficient simply due to our super high stress modern world, and magnesium is actually the first mineral to be utilized when you're under stress. So I feel like 90% of uh, American population at least is definitely magnesium deficient and magnesium really helps to regulate your stress hormones which can be high if you're struggling with this kind of seasonal depression so this can be a super helpful supplement especially during the winter so our favorite forms are especially for depression 
are magnesium taurate, magnesium threonate, malate, and or glycinate. All of those are great. Definitely stay away from citrate and magnesium oxide. Um, the only thing that I like to talk about with magnesium is to make sure you're also getting enough potassium in because those two minerals kind of balance each other out. So if you take way too much magnesium, you can lower your potassium. That being said, it's very easy to, it's much easier to get potassium through foods and I don't think it's very necessarily necessary to take potassium through a supplement um just making sure you're eating meats potatoes fruits all of those foods are super high in potassium yeah magnesium is so helpful yes another supplement that can be helpful is cod liver oil so it is literally like the oil from cod livers it is Mm -hmm way better to me than any kind of like omega-3s right because it does have the omega-3 fatty acids but it also has vitamin a and vitamin d Um, i like to take cod liver oil in the winter months Um, and so it is a better supplement for getting some vitamin d in because it is more balanced in the vitamin a right so again with like the interaction of nutrients right people are just like overdoing it with vitamin d and that's gonna Mm -hmm. that can um alter your vitamin a levels and so cod liver oil is great because it has your omegas and it has vitamin a and d and i love personally the brand called rosita's uh you can get it in a capsule you can also get it in a liquid i like the liquid it's more cost effective but it does taste fishy um Mm -hmm. but i just like we'll drink some orange juice after and you can get that online, but like Perfect Supplements um, has the Rosita Cod Liver Oil too. Yes, so simple and so easy and effective. Um, another supplement uh, or just vitamin in general is B vitamins. And I think B vitamins are like the solution to depression, not only seasonal depression, but regular depression as well. Um, I know someone who was suffering from suicidal thoughts and he, we recommended that he take B vitamins and it literally saved him. Like they his suicidal thoughts completely went away simply from incorporating more B vitamins. Of course, he probably doesn't have a great balanced diet and probably doesn't eat a bunch of um quality meats which meats have a lot of b vitamins as well but like for someone who was that extreme you know bachelor life living these b vitamins were so helpful and supportive um i know myself too if i'm kind of like in a rut and feel like my mood isn't as good as it could be taking some kind of B vitamins has been so helpful and supportive. Um, Studies show it's mostly B6 and B12 that specifically help in reducing anxiety and depression levels, but I think all the B vitamins can be super helpful. Um, So the best place to get B vitamins is usually red meats, things like beef, pork, bison, but Again, supplementing them, especially in if you're in a depressive episode, can be super effective and super helpful. Um, you can get B vitamins in liver supplements, like Perfect Supplements has a liver capsule. I know Maddie has another one that she likes, but I also have used just a, like a synthetic B complex from the brand called Thorn. Um, either of those can be very helpful and very supportive. Yeah, so the next one is vitamin C. Vitamin C can help boost serotonin. And of course, you can get vitamin C from foods, and that's always the best way. Things like berries, citrus fruit, fermented foods are a great place to start. But then also powders, right? That can be helpful and supportive, especially if you're really struggling during times of extra stress. Um, The thing with vitamin C is most vitamin C powders on the market are... Uh, ascorbic acid which is actually just made from corn which is one part of the whole vitamin c molecule right you think about fruit and yes fruit contains vitamin c but it also contains all these other like bioflavonoids and plant compounds Mm -hmm. that help your body absorb vitamin c and also support it to um work how it's supposed to so what people often do right is they just isolate vitamin c and just take that but it's better um, and more worth your money if you're getting a whole food vitamin C 
um, supplements. So you can find those in powders. Um, some of food sources of vitamin C include Camu Camu, um, Acerola Cherry. Again, the Perfect Supplements brand has it. Acerola, Acerola Cherry Powder. And then pure synergy vitamin C, which is derived from fruits and berries. So the thing about these is that the dose is not very high, right? If you look at the amount of milligrams of vitamin C on there, it seems like it's not very high. Just know that your body is absorbing so much more, right? You can take mm-hmm. thousands of milligrams of vitamin C and your body's literally like using some and like peeing out the rest. So even though the dose is not as high, um, we always prefer whole food based vitamin C. And you can just simply mix those into juice water just take them straight yeah vitamin c is a water soluble vitamin so you can really only absorb a certain amount and then the rest of it you're just going to pee out so if you're like mega dosing with vitamin c i don't think it's very necessary because you're probably wasting and peeing out a lot of money simply because you need to take it daily consistently, not just like a bunch all at once, Mm -hmm. not necessary. And the last supplement that we're going to talk about is actually vitamin D and why we don't recommend supplementing with vitamin D. So first of all, vitamin D is a hormone. It's actually not a vitamin, but that's another conversation. And we believe that the biggest problem, we talked about this a little bit with the cod liver oil, but the biggest problem with supplementing vitamin D is that it often displaces and lowers other fat soluble vitamins like A, E, and K. And all of those are just as important to your overall health while also lowering depression. So if you suspect that you have low vitamin D levels, It also can actually be caused by a magnesium deficiency, which we just discussed. And this is because in order to convert vitamin D to its active form, like we have storage forms in our body and then it needs to be activated in order to be utilized, in order to activate it, that requires magnesium. So, and again, due to our super high modern stressful lives, so many people are magnesium deficient, which can make us seem like we need more vitamin D when in reality, we just need more magnesium so that we're converting that vitamin D to its active form. Another thing that's interesting, if you've ever got your vitamin D levels tested from a doctor, they're actually testing that storage form, not the active form. I think it's like much more difficult to test the active form. So your storage vitamin D could look low when in reality, the active form is just fine. So I don't think testing levels is as necessary. Um, vitamin D is also a fat soluble vitamin and since it's fat soluble, you can actually store it in your liver for up to 10 years, which is wild. So I think instead of supplementing with vitamin D, the best way to get enough is to just store up your vitamin D in the summertime and get lots of quality sunshine in the middle of the day when vitamin d is highest that way you can store it and if you're increasing your magnesium levels you can change that storage form to its active form and reap the benefits during the winter so again the best way to get vitamin d is absolutely through the sun but if you want to up it a little more again you can get it from cod liver oil like we just talked about also grass-fed meats egg yolks and salmon so again we don't necessarily recommend supplementing with vitamin d i think it's can do more harm than good um just making sure that you're getting enough sunshine during the summer and you should be good mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy that you can store it for so long i mean it yes. just makes sense right it's like yeah, you can be intentional about getting adequate sunlight in the summer and like that should give you a new yes. boost in the winter. And the last one that we just wanted to mention is just seeking out social support, right? So things like friends, family, support groups, um, especially in the winter, right? To help you feel validated, encouraged, supported, um, right? Maybe in, in this health world, it, not everyone in your life is always supportive, but hopefully mm-hmm. you have a few people in your circle that you can chat 
to and you can rely on to help uplift you if you are feeling a little bit more down this season. So I know when Bella and I first met, it was October. Um, mm-hmm. And then we started to hang out, you know, like through the whole winter. And we had weekly Friday coffee dates, which was, I just remember us hanging out mm-hmm. in our favorite coffee shop and it was like snowing outside. And it was, yeah, it was just like gave me something to look forward to, especially in the winter. So getting any and as much social support that you need, whether that be from whoever you want friends family support groups a therapist like somebody that you can yeah that you can um talk to and help you navigate all of this yeah absolutely i know again not everyone has like a support system but i'm sure most of us listening have at least a few people that we can turn to and we like know if we reach out those people will be supportive and not like put us down or make us feel worse Um, I know that when I was in my winter funk a few winters ago, at first I like wasn't saying saying anything and just trying to like keep it in and like what the heck is wrong with me. And I just remember feeling like so alone and isolated. But when I finally like expressed how I was feeling to my mom and my husband, they both were so like encouraging and supportive and helpful. And this is also kind of interesting, but I have like taught my husband how to support me. Like, you know what you need best. And so to like teach the people around you how you can best be supportive can be so helpful. And like, I did this early on. And so now, um, some examples, like I was like, if I'm ever crying, just tell me it's okay to cry. Like I need to Like, you feel like, oh, I'm a strong, independent woman. Like, I don't need to cry. I don't need to have these emotions. But it's like, no, it's okay to cry. And, like, having someone tell you that just makes you feel, like, heard and seen and validated. Um, Also, most of the time, I just need a hug. Like, I just need that, like, physical touch and physical support. So, usually, if I'm sad or in a funk, I'm like, just give me a hug. Um, When I was in Colombia this time, I got hit in the head and then I like tweaked my neck and I was just like pissed off at life and I went around the corner and then my husband came after me and he was like do you need a hug and I was like not yet but yes I will (laughs) like I I it might sound weird to like or it might be like a little bit embarrassing I guess for some people but to share with people how you want to be supported can be so simple and just like really helpful for you in the long run. Mm -hmm. I love that you mentioned that. I have a super good friend who like if she, if I'm having a weird time or if like I reach out to her and need support, like she literally is like, what does support look like for you? Rather than being like, let's do this or like, Mm -hmm. like she takes my direction, you know, because like you said, you know yourself best. Like sometimes I want someone to just listen. I literally don't want them to say anything. Like I just want to vent or sometimes I like, I need some validation and that's like, yeah, it's like, you know, and this is like a whole new concept for me too. It's like, you kind of have to figure out what you need and then express Mm -hmm. that. And, and that's like, rather than leaving people in the dark and not knowing how to like support you, um yeah it's cool to just be like hey when I'm feeling this way like right now I just need a hug or like I just want to vent to you or like I just need this or I need you to like let's go to a coffee shop and like go shopping um so yeah I think that's like a very empowering but challenging thing to do if you've never had if you've Mm -hmm. never known like what you actually do need in those moments you get to like explore what feels really good for you um Mm -hmm. so I love that you mentioned that Yeah, I think most people, like, want to help and they want to support. They just, like, freeze and they don't know how. And if you Mm -hmm. can just, like, express what you need. Again, sometimes you might not necessarily know what you need. But I feel like most of the time we do. Or if we do, just, like, expressing that can be so helpful for everyone involved. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in just wrapping up, if you're struggling with uh, feeling a little bit lower mood this season or SAD, uh, some tips to focus on is living more cyclically with nature, allowing yourself to rest a little bit more, getting outside as much as you can, exposing your eyes to natural light, especially in the morning, consuming more supportive winter foods, things like meat, broth, 
vitamin C rich foods, simple and complex carbs. Keep moving your body as much as you can. Try supplementing with supportive supplements like magnesium, cod liver oil, B vitamins, and vitamin C. And last but not least, seek out support from people in your circle that can understand you and be supportive for you. Yes, I think this episode was very appropriate for the time of year. Today, this this episode is coming out February 14th, which is actually Valentine's Day. So I kind of love that. Let's like increase our moods on this day of love. Um, so I hope you found this helpful. I hope if you're struggling with seasonal depression, like we see you, we feel you, we've been you. Um, I hope these tips can help you get out of that rut because we know that that is not a fun place to be. So if you have any questions at all, um, please, please reach out to us. Maddie, where can people reach out to you and learn more about your offerings? Yeah, so I hang out on Instagram. Um, my handle is the Gut Goddess, and you can also reach out to me on my website, which is thegutgoddess.com. And what about you, Bella? Yes, my website is nourishwithbella.com. You can email me there and or send me a DM on Instagram, which is also nourishwithbella. So again, thank you so much for listening to this week. We're so excited for this season, season six of the Nourish Babes podcast, and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye.